Arrested Development for you. Just love this song. It's nice. Nice song. It's cool. Uh, concert reminder that hip uh, Vancouver is the hip-hop capital of Canada. So I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. I don't even think... I don't even think they... Know, oh, they know that. Oh, see, so that's the solo button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not the solo button. So, so I'm sorry. What's up? So, anyways, yeah. just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> All right, that would be that's that, that, that. Hence, that would be why the camera would be there because then you would have sent, seen that hilarious moment of me of me waiting for you to talk and then me being like, ah. <laughs> yeah, falling, hilarious. falling down the mountain. Um, so pretty excited. This is episode officially episode number three. Um, and I'm here with the lovely Mr. Dan Jones. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah. I don't do that stuff, man. Yeah, I don't want to. Excuse me. I, you know, I just, yeah, I just don't want to. But yeah, man, so cool. You reached out to me, and I reached out to you, and everyone's been reaching out to everybody. A lot of reach outs. <laughs> I got them no reach arounds. Yeah, and, uh, right. you know, just, uh, just do, you know, doing it. And um, Justin Levels. So, like I said, this is episode three. I'm not going to edit this. Okay. So Good for me to know. Good for you to know. Yes. I, I just don't have the time, nor the power, nor the... Well, the ability probably, but maybe the time uh, to do it. So, Dan, thank you for coming. Thank you uh, for having me. We've been, we just had a little chat. Uh, just trying to keep it real, even though the mics are in front of my face. Takes me a minute to adjust. Headphones. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, it takes a minute. Like, you're like, oh, you know. Like, uh, you know, we were having some cool conversation. At uh, my buddy's place at Joe's Hamburgers across the street, plug number one. Mm-hmm. So we got to, you know. It was pretty shameless. <laughs> <laughs> Is it shameless, though? A little bit. I mean. I like it. It's good. Well, it's you had necessary. This, you had the sticky slider. Yes. I mean, yay, man. Like, the bills got to get paid somehow. Yep. And people got to come and shop in downtown Wyandotte, and they got to know what's going on. And the sticky slider was amazing. Oh, look at you. Look at you <laughs> saying nice words. Okay. No, but so, so dude, so, okay, so uh, the reason why you're here is because you are a creative person doing creative things. You've been doing it for a while. And uh, I met you originally through the Dart Arts Project. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. How did you find out about that? Be- um, because that was like, I think, pre- wasn't it like Facebook sort of happening a little bit? MySpace? Yeah, I don't know. Was it MySpace? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. 2005, long... 2005 was the first one. I think you might have been like, you might have showed up like. Year one. one? You don't think it was year one? Were you over there in Sycamore? Oh, I'm pointing over yeah. to Sycamore with the big tent underneath it with a bunch of other cool artists and stuff. Yeah. I don't remember. I just know when I 
You, stopped. Know, you, you did a table and it would have stopped. Yeah. I know when I stopped doing the tables. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It was a while back. It was, man. It was. And so, so now, and so now I, I don't do that anymore because, um, how do you, how do you say it nicely? Like people. Just say economy. Econ- yeah, economy. Just the economy. But also people <laughs> giving a shit, really? Like people would always, okay. people would always be disappointed. Like, oh man, that was the greatest part of the. I'm like, well, I know. Well, then you should have gone and bought art from those people, or support, or like yep. gone and bought a book or, or whatever, and like supported that aspect. Well, and, and that's how it was with when I was with you about it. Every year I was coming back, and it was like people weren't wanting to do because I even played my band played there too. Okay, and so it was less bands were playing, less yep. people were coming, yep. and that's why even though I joke, it really was kind of the economy. I mean, it was 2008 that it's was the first true. time I lost money, and I was like, what the hell just happened? It's true. I didn't. You know. did not break even. Did not break even. Well, I, no, I did more than break even on those. Oh. A lot of time. Yeah. You were saying, wow. I mean, there's no way I was paying any kind of bills, but. <laughs> no. I, I mean, you weren't like. Potato chips. Potato <laughs> chips and gas to get there. Yep. Yeah. So that and, was covered. And like, you're like, look, honey, I'm doing this right. thing. <laughs> it's like, like, you know, you're now, okay, so you lovely, you've been married for uh, 52 years. Yeah, basically. 52 years. You are. You are how old are you? You're forty thirty I'm, I'm thirty nine. Thirty nine. All right. So Dude, yeah. are you are you excited about forty? Baron nineteen. Yeah, no, it's just a number, it doesn't mean anything to me, actually. You know like not even close. I have the same mindset, dude, but I'm telling you, like, there's there's something about four zero. Like someone else said that to me too. And like, you know, I'm 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 like just I'm like a dude who's like a silly person who works really hard. Mm-hmm. I don't have like one real connections with like I have connections through with people when I do work, right? But as, in terms of if you're not connected to me in some sort of a, a work aspect, I'm just a silly person mm-hmm. and uh, odd oddity. And uh, so I think that before forty, I wasn't taken as seriously. It's like, oh well, no, he he owns What's a, it? he owns a, he owns an art gallery. He works hard. Like they they okay. they, they, they they'll they're willing to adjust their perspective. To see they, the pre forties, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the older people actually. Oh, okay, okay. The people whose money I need to keep the gallery going <laughs> for them to buy art, like those people, you know. Okay. Um, in terms of like just being this this clown around town, so um, so you it's know. like you have to step up your game because you're forty. No, I'm not stepping up my game. I just oh. think the number itself is giving me a little bit more, uh, like, oh yeah, that guy, he's a man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a he's a man person. He's not like a you know, like a like a, like a twenty year old kid, like right. you know, because still some people are like, "You're how old are you?" Right? Because you know, I'm like a I'm like don't take anything seriously. Right? You're a goofball. That's how I am too. A goofball. Right. Yeah. Kind of but although I have noticed recently, just recently, people have changed. And within one year, people used to say, "I thought you were like early twenties, mid twenties." Within one year, people now say, "I thought you were like early thirties, like 32, 32. I'm like, "What the hell happened in the last year?" <laughs> what happened the last year? <laughs> I was like eight or nine years. Oh man, your Tinder profile is just going downtown. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, that, that's a funny joke for me because uh, as very little people know, but Dan Jones does not respect the cell phone usage. I mean, I, I respect it. Do you respect it though? Do you I, really? I respect. Can, can we can we explain why? Can we give like a little basic information? You have a cell phone. You do not have a cell phone. I don't have a cell phone. You do not. Wife and kids got a cell phone. Yeah, it, uh, kid, kid and a half. One and a half out of three kids have a cell phone. One. So like, the eldest has a cell phone and then like shares and then, it. No. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. Kind of. The middle one found a 
phone that he had that wasn't under a plan that we said that's not under a plan. Who's is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's yeah. So that's right now he might get a phone. Wow, so he doesn't have a plan. How? So I mean, is this? I don't know. So basically, weird. like just going off your Wi-Fi at your house. Do you have Wi-Fi at your house? We do have Wi-Fi. I mean, I just learned what I called a Wi-Fi until like two years ago. <laughs> Wi-Fi. Like, okay, I, never, I never understood any of that stuff. Okay, so so I know I kind of know when it happened because sure. I know it was it was actually like chat rooms and stuff when it, we first started coming and people were doing it. Oh, AOL chat rooms, dude. No, but really chat rooms, and then we so my friends and I like messed around like for like five hours straight because it was the first time. Everyone's like, "What is happening?" <laughs> and then at the end of that five hours, I was like, "This is the end." Of the human race right here. This, this is the end, my friend. This is weird. And I didn't like it. And then cell phones was basically like a version of a chat room in your pocket. And I saw everyone getting in arguments about texting. And, really? And, you know, you didn't return my text. And then someone was like, that's not what I meant. And it was just oh, all okay. these miscommunications. And then um, I was like, that's not for me. And then, yeah, the selfies, all of it. It's all this. It's too. So it. did you ever experience MySpace? MySpace, I strictly did. Uh... So I guess this is shameless plug number two. Am I allowed to plug my own? Do stuff? it. No. Well, of course. Listen, man. You gotta like get over this whole shameless plug thing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we're a community. We need people to help us for our our art and our That's creativity. True. And people. So don't if you're not know plugging, you're doing, if you don't, right. And also, like you know, you gotta plug your friends and you gotta help people mm-hmm. who are gonna help you, right? Okay. So go ahead and plug all the stuff you do because. You like care about what you've done and just you know do that's it. True. That's that the that's it's the, just I do it for the audience. So every time I'm talking about myself, even though I'm not, I mean I am. You are. It's fine. But I'm doing it for myself too. So so many people care right now. Okay. So Human okay. Achievement was my second movie. There you go. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get to. So yeah. So Human Achievement, uh, second movie, and I don't even know what the point was. Oh yeah, MySpace. So my MySpace was Human Achievement. It was just okay. It was my movie. So people accidentally found me on Fu- there. How did they find you? I don't know, because they'd be like, oh, I searched your name, and it was so Google wasn't huge yet. Okay. I don't even know if it existed, but whatever. Google's always been there, bro. I don't even, I mean, I didn't even know what Google was for a long Seriously, time. Seriously, can you believe that? Like, hey, uh, what happens if you Google, what happens if you Google Dan Jones? You want to find out? No. Have you ever found out before? I have, but I don't want to. No, because I've only done it just to see when I was learning about the YouTube channels, and what it, I was mm-hmm. just seeing how it comes up, and then I was told that you have to have the proper tags, and whatever oh yeah terminology do you know how many times at the gallery i get called for google my google ads today was the first day that i took control of the google business i gotta stop hitting this um (laughs) took control of the google business which basically means um uh that that on google it it says own the business like when you search it because it'll say call website or directions right uh, which are all Google things you can map, you can call through, you know, all that stuff. Right. So it says, own, the, own this business, question mark. I was like, uh. So I got a call today, and I'm like tired of these calls because everybody wants to take my money for AdWords or whatever Google right, stuff. Right. And uh, today, so I just I just signed it all up. I just put some image up. I'm like, whatever. Oh. Done. So, you know, listen, man. Signed it, up for Godgle. Godgle. It's kind of Godgle. But, uh, man, what a, it's, what, a crock, what a crock. What a crock it is, man. It's really it's weird. You know the the I don't remember the names, but the the dudes that did Google, they don't want people to say Google it. I saw them in an interview. Say they that. don't want people to say Google. They it? They never wanted it to be that like a definition kind of. Thing. I don't know why, but they said they didn't want that to be. That, well, that's kind of sweet that term. it happened organically. Then mm-hmm. they seem like they're because like when I whenever like whenever like I'm watching like whenever I'm watching like a uh, like a uh, like a show, I'm like man, this is I'm just Dan Jones in this shit. <laughs> I just really want to just Dan Jones. 
Hey, you guys want to come over and Dan Joe's with me? <laughs> Wait, so what is that? It's like living in a cave? No, it's like doing watching a movie and nothing. Just enjoying it. Watching movies. Yeah. yeah. Like, no phone can interrupt it. No. F- listen, phones are left like they're le- they're in a basket in the front of the porch. Yeah. Not even allowed in the house. Watertight case. Is this my house or is this your house? Uh, any house. Okay. I mean that that's a term, Dan Jonesing. Dan Jonesing. Now yeah. it is. Not not when you're not your jo- you know your Jones. I mean, I'm right, yeah, not Jonesing. No, no, right. you're Dan Jonesing. Okay. So I don't know if you knew that was a thing. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just made it a thing. <laughs> um so okay, man. Okay, so you're doing these projects. Uh when now when did you start uh, getting into film business? Um, right at high school. I went to uh a film school. In Michigan? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's not no. Yeah. Um, you don't know if you went there or you want to say no, that you yeah, went no. there? No, I did. So, yeah, went to film school. <laughs> okay. And from there, it was like, uh, you know, they had job placement. And so I got the highest job placement they could have at the time. And then... Uh, How, this was right after high school? Yeah, right at high school. So it was like a year. Okay, so you're like 19 year, years old. Yep. Okay. So finishing that. And then, uh, yeah, graduated, uh, you know, kicked butt at it. And then... Um, got a good job placement, but then I was like, this isn't what I want. I don't want to work at commercials for farmers and insurance. You know, I, right. I don't know. It wasn't my thing. So I Can, can I say that I would like to be uh, the actor in farmers insurance commercials? Yeah. And then that too. I auditioned for some of Did that you? Were you? Stuff. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah, because you're there. So then if you got a headshot, okay. you can do it. So I was kind of doing that whole thing. And then so I went back to my school and I said, you know, what do I... I want to make movies. Like, sure. This is what I want to do. How do I get? And they're like, well, you either need to move to LA or you need to make your own movie. Okay. So my friend Rennie Barris and I made a film, and that was shout out to Rennie Barris. Shout out to Rennie Barris, uh, and it was called Dan Jones' Career Is Over, and we wrote it together. <laughs> so like I, when I saw that, when you sent me that, I, I was like, that that's gotta be silly. That, yeah. You're 19 years old, Dan yeah. Jones' Career Is Over. Yep. So a documentary. It was a mockumentary about okay. two filmmakers that want to make a movie in the business, and all they do is sit around and talk about movies. <laughs> so obviously, the irony is if you see the movie, right? We did it. Sure. So um, we thought it was, I still think it's pretty ahead of its time. It's got a little bit of a, it doesn't have any future things in it, but it's got like a back to the future type thing, you know, where you're kind of messing with time. So and, I, then that's on YouTube? No, that's not anywhere. No. I'm off the grid, so I got to get well, my butt into but putting what if it I, into but what streaming. But what if you were to email me a link? Just Okay, so I just did this this winter. Okay. I just got it. I can't believe that our $16,000 project or $18,000 project, this movie, because it was done on how'd film. You, how did you come up with 18000 That's Rennie Barris. When I said, let's do it, how are we going to figure it out? And he's like, well, we need money. Yeah. I'm like, well, I have like 20 bucks. Yeah. He was like, I'm just going to max out credit cards. So wow. we went the way. Like Kevin it was, Smith? It was all through him. Yeah. And so. And he's still paying off that credit card. <laughs> Yeah. He's, he's, Do you avoid him when you see him at parties? On. You're like, no, uh, no, no. hey. No, <laughs> no he's, what's up, bro? <laughs> no, he's my he's my my best friend. You That's know, cool. when it comes to the filmmaking and 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 working at that going forward with that kind of life, it's very complicated what you're going to do, especially when you know you're not going to make that money back. Sure, um, sure. What, what's what's Rennie Barris doing now with his life? Um, sitting around talking about movies, and, <laughs> nice. <laughs> like me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a, you know he's got a script that he's shopping around. Oh uh, no, kidding! Poker slayers and okay. he's getting people. Uh, he's well, actually, he's now doing it animated. Did you live um, here or where's he? Yep. Live? Okay. Yeah, he lives in Michigan. So like, and yeah, he's got an animated route with that, and he's got actors attached to that, which is no kidding, pretty awesome. Yeah. So it's just a matter of now he's got the animated route, which is a whole. Can I? Other can world. I be? Can I be a little bit of a snob right now? Sure. Uh, a little bit of a cool guy. Yeah. 
All right. So uh, one of my really good friends in Vancouver does the voice of Mega Man and okay. the cartoon, the new cartoon, and also Kai, the Red Ninja. He's also been a multiple My Little Ponies. He does brony cons. So you're name dropping, but can you get can you get I this, mean can you get him attached to Rennie? I would love to yeah. So for him to show up to do to do like a Brony Fest or for him to come to Detroit mm-hmm. to do a Comic Con, there's money involved. Yeah. And I have to talk to his agent, even though he's still my boy. Okay. Well, that's awesome. So every year every year me and these guys about there's about five of us. We meet up for this this uh, little uh, thon or whatever. This party thon or whatever. I can't say what it actually we actually okay. call it, but okay. uh, basically uh, we meet up and uh, just you know he's the youngest out of all of us. We're you know and uh, it's just uh, we meet up like we met up at Moab and last year we met up in Phoenix. Okay. So we go like hiking, find like it's basically cheap stuff to do, rent a place, go hiking, be in nature. I thought you said you weren't going to say what it was. Well, no, I, I can't say what we call it. Uh, okay. It's okay, a, okay. something thon. Okay. So, uh, because, you know, people get offended. All right. And it's our thing. Just do the Ricky Gervais route. He, he calls everybody out on anything they say that was offensive. Okay, fine. We call it the homothon, okay? okay? Because we're a bunch of dudes <laughs> and we make a lot of gay jokes, especially me. Um, before I left for Disney on Ice, okay. my, these, my, one of the two, my, two really good buddies gave me a book on how to tell your father you're gay. So, which was always a joke about because I was always mad at my dad. So I thought okay. I will one day tell him I'm gay just because when I growing up, he was like, oh, you're a figure. Right. But I was a figure skater. I didn't, you know, I didn't know. I just, right. Whatever. So, so see what I mean? So, so you, anything, you, you, you brought it out, bro. Right. You brought it, I can't wait to be on your podcast, dude, <laughs> where I'm just like pouring my heart. Is this, is this, but the, it's not homophobic though. That's what I'm saying. Homophon. No, I mean, but you know, people are sensitive, dude. Right. People are sensitive. But these it's got to be the context. I'm telling you, you got to look up Ricky Gervais on this. It's got to be. I actually not... have been listening to. A, I just watched Ricky Gervais's uh, last show out of England. Okay. And then I I love to listen to his podcast uh, with mm-hmm. Carl Pink. Pil- Pil- Pilkington. Pilkington. Why are we plugging Ricky Gervais? He does not need. He doesn't need our help <laughs> at all. But maybe if I pl- if I if I like put this episode on a hashtag him. That's what I was gonna say. This is the part I don't understand. You'd have to do a hashtag. I will tweet hashtag Ricky thing. Gervais and I will hashtag Carl Pilkington. Pilkington. But that's not tweeting. It, well, Instagram, Twitter. I don't know. Don't yeah. even don't explain it. Don't I'm not going to <laughs> listen. Make up man, with nightmares. Social media <laughs> is an, is a whole job itself. It's a mm-hmm. it's a it's an extra job. And uh, it's uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 silly. The whole thing's silly. So, yeah. but it's free. It, That's well, the thing. It's free. A lot of people get out there because of it, mm-hmm. right? Adele, I think Adele got her whole thing because she was just singing a Adele? song. Adele, I didn't I think know she that. was just singing a song on YouTube and somebody heard sure. it. And she got yeah. signed. It's one of those. Wild and uh, I mean, I'm sad. Uh, Justin Bieber. That's how. Usher and whatever found him. Right. So. We are plugging these people though, right now. No, we're not plugging no, them. We're not no name dropping because we don't know them. Well, <laughs> me and Adele were tied for a bit, but you know, oh, yeah. it should, you got to move on. <laughs> okay, so so okay, let's let's get back to you then. Um, I mean, even though my friend Adele would be sad, we're not talking about it anymore. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so you're you're doing you're doing the first movie, nineteen years old, and yep. you, you decide what you decide after this movie. You're like. Keep so going. Keep let's keep doing this. 
Um, yeah, so we do the film circuit. Again, it's thousands of dollars. It's a learning experience kind of thing. You're paying like 35 bucks an entry fee just yeah. to be, yep. and you're not yeah, allowed to show know. anywhere else and stuff like that. There's rules. Yep, you right? got to do all the, yeah, so you don't even know how your movie got rejected. It might be because you didn't put the punch holes in the right spot kind of thing for your portfolio you had to enter. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's sure. ridiculous. So they're sure. filtering everybody out, understandable. Sure. Um, but then we have a premiere, and that basically really gets us going because, you know, we have like, I don't know, 400 people. Where did you do the premiere at? Uh, imagine. That's horrible. I don't know for sure because I imagine Novi. Wow. Oh, so you like. Because we've had it. I've had so many different premieres now. So, so you, you paid you paid for the theater. So you, you, pay, you Well, yeah. So you kind of work it out a little bit uh, with whomever you're talking to, which whichever place you're talking to. So, yeah. Are you doing ticket sales? Are they getting tickets? Are you getting concession money? You know, are you going to have a donation? box okay. inside kind of thing sure so um i don't remember how we did it but yeah so we made some money at that one but not made just you know we got money for the people that you like walked into the paid building. for your debt you paid right. some debt off yeah yeah i think did. we did pay for the theater rental kind of thing that's cool and then um yeah so then i didn't know what i was gonna do afterwards and so that's like 2002 we premiere it and then yeah. uh yeah, I'm not sure what my next project's gonna be i want to do screenplay i'm trying to figure out how to sell them i'm writing all over the place okay you're not a you're still producing. Do you have a lot of like, like crappy I'm writing. books everywhere lying around the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read like sure. crazy. I'm writing. Sure. Yeah, I'm reading screenplays and books and watching movies like always. But then, um, so finally, this one script pours out of me in uh, two weeks, which is the fastest I ever wrote something. And I was just going off and not knowing where it was going, but I was also perfecting it. Right. And it was called Human Achievement when I was done. Okay. So. I gave it to a couple friends and stuff to read, and they're all like, I mean, you know, it's okay. I mean, it's kind of weird. The character's kind of strange. And sure. So I listened to myself, um, which is a very odd statement, and I said, uh, yeah, I'm going to make this, and I think this is going to be my next project. One of the things that inspired me was <clears throat> they had certain movies that came out that were digital videos, so like 28 Days Later and I think Pieces of April. So certain movies were coming out that were digital video, so I didn't have to pay them out for film. Okay. And this isn't so you what saw, it is you saw the new. You saw there was a cheaper avenue. Yep. To produce stuff. Right. Okay. So it's like Sony tapes, you know, it's sure. not memory cards or anything. So I okay. was like, I guess I could do that. I never wanted to shoot video. I hate video, but I mean, people are doing it. Why do you hate video? Uh, I hated how it looked. Like if you, even if you watch those movies, like 28 Days Later and stuff, it's got a certain feel, but some of those shots would be beautiful if it was a shot on film. On film. Um, Which is so, what more depth and... And nowadays, there isn't as much of a difference. Because like, it's all green screen everywhere. Well, that too. But they but they, they really did figure it out. I mean, I complained about it for years, and now it's like, I don't know if it's film or not. And I always could tell. Right. So anyway, so yeah, so I get this camera. So my whole budget's like $1,400 for the tape stock, for the camera, I get a computer. I'm going to edit it myself. Actors are working for um, you know food and exposure. And so I finished the whole film. And do the film uh, festival thing again. I get into two film festivals, and I win Best Feature at East Lansing Film Festival. Okay, right. And so that's where it really did start feeling, okay, this is real. You're, something's you're happening. setting it up. You're doing yep. it. Yep, I was making right. connections and okay. uh, with other people. And then uh, Jeremy Sisto's an actor. I had like, connections with him. And um, what's his name? I forgot his name from Can't Hardly Wait, but whatever. Somebody from him I had connections with. Keith Ledger. No. He's not in that. <laughs> I don't know. I think he was like five when I Can't came. Hardly Wait. Uh, where is he already? I don't know. What is, what is the Can't Hardly Wait about? Can't Hardly Wait. Seth Rogen. Or not Seth Rogen. Seth. Uh... All right. So moving Glockenspiel. on. Spiel. No, yeah. Him. You <laughs> and, know what? Um, you watch this. Watch what I'm going to do. Just do, do the IMDb. With my... Do the cell phone. <clears throat> I can't remember anybody's name in it. Seth from Austin Powers. What's his name? Where? 
where are you? So Jeremy just sent me a thing. He's at a podcast too. Where where are you? Um, I asked my uh, my partner of the studio studio to tune in and listen to make sure that you know what. Let's let's can I call him real quick? Do you mind? I thought you were saying Jeremy. Where are you? Uh, so I am here, <laughs> but let's let's uh, let's find out if he knows who's in Can't Hardly Wait. Um, Seven, three, oh. four. Okay, forget it. He doesn't want. I was going to put his phone number on, on, on live air, but I guess See, I won't know. This illustrates why I don't have a phone right there. You just did it for me. Oh, I'm it. also looking for... Uh, Imdaba. IMDb. Imdaba. Imdabat. Um, okay, keep, listen, man. Okay, so can't hardly wait? Can't hardly wait. I don't know. That's really not the point. You know, you know <laughs> can't hardly wait. There was many more. No, many more is not in can't hardly wait. I'm going to look at right now. I don't even know. <laughs> I feel like this is like a girl movie. Can't it's hardly a teen. wait. 1998 is when it came out. And, oh, there's a bunch of people in it. Oh, that's the people. Pete, Pete something. Oh, okay. Of. There's uh yeah, there you have uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Seriously. Like, yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> if she was like, if I had, like, if she just calls me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be a creeper. But you're going to get her a sticky burger. From I'm just gonna yeah. Can I buy you a like? I have to explain to my girlfriend like, look, I'm really sorry, but uh, it's me and Jennifer for life. Something I don't know. What, up. I'm, I gotta be honest these days. You know, like, <laughs> hey, Jennifer Love Hewitt called me, and it's like she wants to go have a. St- st- I'm gonna take her stick. Yeah, you probably understand. I think if that went to court, the judge would be like, well, right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt called you, and then. You've been obviously following her career for, I mean, not following her career, but like just loving everything she does. You're she's not like, following her career. She like throws fries in the street. I'm like, that was so poetic. <laughs> um, you were talking about Seth Green. Seth Green, okay. Seth but, Green. Who, but that's not the person, though. The connection I had was Paul or Pete or something. Ethan. You have Ethan. You have oh. Peter. Yeah. Peter Fascinelli. I don't what? know if that's how you say it. <laughs> Fascinelli. Let me see it. Uh, it's his, he plays Mike Dexter. Yeah, Peter Fascinelli. Oh, Fascinelli. Oh, was it Fascinelli? Yeah, you had it right. Do you know what? Do you know what? Uh, do you know what facile is in French? It's facile means easy. Okay, so he's Lauren Ambrose. Easy, she's Pete. cool. Okay, well, th- well, anyway, so it was a connection to that guy, I guess. Fantastic. So, so you so ma- kind of cool figuring cool. stuff out, and then um, a lot of things just didn't move along. So eventually, it was like I got to shoot it on another. Okay. Camera that's now HD instead of DV. Okay. And still got a low budget and shoot the So actors. what was your crew? Just you and... Tight crew. Yeah, so it was always, yeah, three, five people. You have um, a sound guy? Yep. Yeah, so always had a that's sound guy. And thing. then I was uh, always behind camera because I was shooting most of the student projects. So directing like, and camera? Camera work, yeah. Okay. So, you know... That sucks. Like No, I liked it. It was like, you know, it's like Steven Soderbergh. There's other people out there that do it. So you have a lot of control. You have like, um, but and but I'm an actor director too, so I'm. But really still, with but them. still, also, isn't it sort of like, uh, doesn't it sort of dampen the um, creative process for you to like be able to see the whole thing from outside? No, it didn't for me. Okay, I so really you're seeing the I camera, was, and you're like, this is it, and you're seeing exactly what's happening. Yep, it's through the audience's eyes. Okay. I'm able to see the performance. Okay. I actually don't know why don't more directors don't do it. To be honest. I mean, it's you're right there in the moment. And then if we were doing handheld or something improv in yeah. a scene where it's intense, I'm there with them as opposed to sitting back with headphones looking at a monitor. Sure. So, but anyway, so I shot that thing, and then um, 
long story short with that one did the festival route and just and that one was called what everything taint oh uh, yeah that's griffey's theory griffey's theory film. okay yep so what and was I that one based premiered off of? that like four times and stuff so that was a twilight zone style okay uh film another original screenplay um sure and uh yeah i'm i'm not as happy with it as i as i would like to have been and it actually comes down to what you just said the crew it's sure. like just a lot of days where it was just it was lacking needing people there certain things enthusiasm yeah, and I didn't cut corners where the film suffered, but I felt there wasn't enough cushion where the film could have been better. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure, sure it does. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the deal. I mean, you're hiring these people for next to nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the acting was tight. The acting was tight, but, you know, I mean, you know, those the guys doing the crew want to get paid. Right. And the passion can only take them so far right. from what I've learned. Right. And I know. did, and I do shoot my films. So even if they take, say, like six months because I have a full time job, yeah. I would get the d- job done, though. Like, if you look at how many days I shot, it really was 28 days, 30 days. So it's just like a regular film. Right. It's like a month of shooting. But um, the sad story to that was the sound needed some work, went to a studio, and then the studio cost $8,000. So I got a guy for you. For that? I got a guy. Well, it's too late. Why is it too late? <laughs> I mean, for that one. Why is it too late for that one? For the next one. Because it's done. That um, film's finished. And I believe... Sounds... Don't you... Haven't you seen the revamped A Wizard of Oz? They're always revamping stuff. But, New, now, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but I'm not going to be... I don't want to be the guy that works on the same project for like 12 yeah. years. I want to make another so you're movie. So pa- you're not passionate... You're that project was like... It was a good stepping done. stone. Done. It's an imperfect medium anyway. So at some point, Godfather okay. says, okay, that's the final cut. We're putting it in the theater. They don't do anything unless you're George Lucas. Like people don't go back and keep changing their right movies and changing the Star Wars idea. You can't even get the original Star Wars anymore. Like you always have to have Han Solo stepping on the tail of the fake Jabba guy. And I don't I'm even not, know what you're talking about. I know, about. and I was just gonna say I'm not even like a nerdy Star Wars, uh, you know, comic now was con person, was, was that was that ep- <laughs> was that episode uh, was that episode was, was that I don't thirty know. Mi- uh, what point? Uh, I don't even know what movie that is. Actually, that that how, happens. You know, remember when Han Solo was like uh, stepping on the table, and uh, that didn't really happen originally. You don't know the CG when they put Listen, it in the bro. No. <laughs> well, how do you not know that? Because <laughs> um, I was figure skating, dude. Oh yeah. You don't. Do you know what Star Wars is? I don't know what. So I've seen about it. IPhone. But do you know what my first movie was? I just saw it on television a little bit ago. Was Wrath of Khan with my father Star- at what? a Lougheed Mall. Wrath of Khan, that Star was your Trek. First? My first. You don't remember cinema. Your first film. My first cinema experience with my with my father with oh, my okay. father him and okay. him and I with my father. We saw Wrath of Khan and, and loved and it. All I remember is the Russian guy, and he met Khan with some other guy, and they put the bug from the body of the little animal in the sand pit in his ear. And that 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 was all these the, the thing that right now you know. you've gone nerd way comic well no I just I just I just <laughs> that's that's all I know I mean oh, okay, okay. I, I couldn't tell you like I know you know I know that uh, Kirk was like eh, older and Spock you know they're all doing the thing but eh, right you know um. <laughs> and you and you can't do no you can't say like. What this is this is a personal experience, so you can't judge I'm not, me. I'm not. I'm not. All right. Well, I feel I feel a little judged, and I'm, I'm, not, uh, <laughs> I'm a little. Res, 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 res. I think I was judging myself through, through subjective, subjective analysis. analysis. So okay. So which which we should tell the people you are by trade a psychotherapist. Psychotherapist. Yeah. 
I was actually psychoanalyzing you at the beginning of this, I realized, and I had to shut it off. <laughs> so what does that mean? Like, what? If you go back and listen to it, you said something about, um, you said it. You gave a very general term to something, yes. and I was like, what's it? But you didn't uh, hear me, and it kept going. No, I like, heard you, okay. but I didn't, well, think, yeah. I didn't think it was important. Yeah, selective. It, it is it, bro. You know, <laughs> like, the world, dude, you know? It is everything. So, okay, so so how does that affect... Because that, this is a recent uh, thing for you, right? Yeah, uh, I think I've been doing it my entire life. <laughs> I've always been psychoanalyzing everyone, but just not having the skills. I haven't had the tools. Okay. So I couldn't start railing off definitions and thinkers. Sure. And, and psychologists and stuff like I can now. So, um, yeah, so that was how I even came to terms with it. So, well, I guess it kind of comes together, right? Because Griffey's Theory did its thing. Yep. It was kind of weird. World change, YouTube, everything was streaming. Not the same, not festival circuit like it used to be. Right. And so that's where I was really kind of looking at myself in a different way. And that was 2012, right? 2012, yep. And that's where I'm like, okay... I don't know. So I was looking at different jobs, thinking what I wanted to do. So, so you're, are you giving, you're like, fuck this. Sh- I'm not doing this. It was, I'm not doing this film thing anymore. It's too much. So the way I've always described it was it was like losing a best friend. And okay. I actually would almost become teared up anytime I said that to somebody. Yeah. It was yeah. like, it really was. It was, I knew I wanted to be in the movies when I was whatever, right. five. I wanted to be an actor when I was seven. Right. I have acted. I've done Second City. I've done, sure. like, I've done so many things. Um, and then, it really was. I was like, I don't know what's happening to the movies nowadays. They're different than they used to be. I don't know what this like YouTube thing is, and people now watch twelve second videos. The whole thing was this. Where can you different. watch twelve second videos? Well, those were the the vines and all. That oh, stuff. the vines. Yeah, sure. Yeah, those, so yeah, sure. And a lot of them are funny. And a lot of those people like built careers off that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they become millionaires. So I'm not even knocking it. It was just it wasn't the medium I fell in love with. I wanted right. people to come into a theater. And if there's something that's uncomfortable, like Pulp Fiction or a scene goes on too long, you're in the theater or you're going to walk out. Right. So that's what I loved about it. Right. And then if it moved on and went to other things, fine, whatever. But it was never about the DVD. It was never about that. It was always about making the film. So anyway, I'm going through all these different thoughts in my head and all the connections I have. I'm kind of asking people around and, you know, downriver and stuff like that. You know, just, you know, hey, what do you got? What would you do? How do you do this? And all, all artistic, creative people. And then in the end... My wife was home one day, and I was like, yeah, so I've been thinking about this, and I think I'm going to go to school and become a psychologist. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? So you know me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, people that really know me, they know going back to school is number one last thing I would ever have done. Okay. I hated school. I've knocked sure. it my whole life. I hate the curriculum. Yeah. I was class clown, nut job sure. all the time. And uh, so me saying I was going to go to college is... Yeah, it's like we'll, we'll go back to the so homosexual uh, stuff. It's like saying I'm homosexual. <laughs> how, how long? Oh, okay. How long was uh, you just tried? You just wanted to go to college to try things. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yep. What? Uh, so with this film school thing, like, how long was that? A process was that? The college, like the film school. Yeah, college. when you went out of graduated out of high school. So it was a year long, year long um, program. It was a year long program, okay. and then if you finished up on other people's projects and do your only thing, it might go a little bit longer. So mine really was. It was like a year and three months or something. He's interrupted by a phone call during the podcast. The ringer on. I just sent her the text, sorry, out of town, um, <laughs> which is dumb. Out of town. You know, there's... So... Oh, yeah. So Dan Jones... Automatic does the stuff. Basically, Dan Jones, what happens is that... Uh, I need to say Dan Jones a lot, I feel. That's um, Basically, what happens is that when someone calls you, 
mm-hmm. uh, on these new fandangled phones, you have the option to send them a text if you're busy. Like, okay. can I call you back? I'll call you back later. Right, the uh, phrase, right? I'm busy right now, and you just click it. I've seen it. it in emails. Well, I've clicked it. So I just sent her and said, I'm out of town. <laughs> can I call so you? So it's a lie. It's an automatic liar. I, basi- well, you know, basically, you know. Okay. Um, so I'm going to have to get myself a phone. That was a convincing argument right there. Uh, <laughs> that did it. We, we that did it right now. Yep. No. Um. Not at all. Not at all. Never. So you don't think you'll ever? You so you do not have a phone. Don't have a phone. Have you ever had a phone? Never had a phone. We mm-hmm. had one cell phone that was like the house cell phone. Do you have a landline? And then it quickly became what's for dinner. Text back and forth every day at the same time, like four thirty five o'clock. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. And then I actually got really mad and smashed it one time. And then I was like, well, I didn't want it anyway. So so that was your phone? That was the phone of the house. It wasn't the, mine. Never, so, I never had it on me. It was at the so, house. So your, <laughs> so your wife needed a phone too? She has a phone. She has a phone now. Right. Was it after you crashed a phone? It was while... No, yeah. No, she had one because she had the cell phone. So she was oh, so right, this was texting like your, from hers to that one. This is like your landline. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. so that was yeah, and we do have a landline now with an answer machine. And the phones are dying actually, the batteries inside the phones. So we're trying to figure out we might have to get a cell phone house phone again. Oh god, so awesome. A cell phone you can get a landline, it's probably cheap their rates are probably cheaper. Or you can get it through Google. Get through Google. You don't think it'd be cheaper just to get like a, a family? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Listen, I don't want to. <laughs> listen, all I know, dude, li- people, people's arguments about the landlines and stuff is that the towers. Uh, what if the what if we have a nuclear thing? Then the then you need who the cares? towers. I know. Who cares? I will just bike to somebody's house. That's, is what, yeah, that's what's happened. That's the best part of the apocalypse. Is that you don't have to talk. <laughs> it's to like anybody. random. Like if you're strong enough, you'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know who who's got guns. I know who's got bunkers with food. Right. I know who loves my dog more than me. You know, it's like, it's all, it's all good. So, yeah. Are you worried about the nuclear? No, all the apocalypse on the zombie ones and stuff? Yeah. No. Are you welcoming? You're like, yeah, let's finally just do it. My son actually, he said, this might be in one of my my bit things. Um, Okay. Because my son actually wants the apocalypse to happen. A lot of people do, but he says it all the time. He's like, oh, God, I just wish it would happen already because I would be so sweet at it. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, millions of people would die. He, think, <laughs> he thinks that he's, like, he's got the skills to he's pay the got bills. It. He's like, oh, you don't understand, you know, Dad. I just, I've got... He plays the zombie video games, but he also just he, <laughs> he believes he's the one. He's the one. He's gonna. He's gonna be one of the great leaders. Yep. He's got the the shotgun hide, hidden in the bush in a case. Right. With all the bullets. And he's reading The Walking Dead comics, so he knows all. The, but here's my question: If everyone's watching the zombie apocalypse shows and reading the comics, and and so they get all this knowledge of what to do, uh-huh. and then if say fifty percent of those people become zombies, yeah. doesn't that mean they're gonna have the mentality of where you're gonna go when they're zombies? So you have to rethink the whole. I, I kind of think that process. anyone reading it. Is the zombie? Yeah. Well, I don't like it. Huh? I mean, my son is a zombie right now. <laughs> Does he like Rob Zombie? Uh, no, I don't think he knows. Well, he might know who he is. I think I might have told him. But, uh, but, uh, oh yeah, I can't sing the words. Okay, so so basically, okay, so that's the second film. And second, second film, Human Chain. 2012. Griffey's Theory is the third. film. And you're done. You're like, you're like, screw this. Lost I'm my done. best friend of yeah, that, that was the movies and going to be a psychologist. My wife. Well, let's say what, and then uh, right, and then I did. So now it's was she like, 
What? Like, was it like more of like a what she and then was, conversation? She was cracking. She was like, I can't fathom it. I don't understand. It went on for like a week. Like yeah, she was like, I sure. still don't understand. So she would tell my mom and she'd tell her friend. And she was like, Dan's going to college. And then I never like talk about myself. So I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't sure. tell anyway. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, like, so I did. Good night, honey. Love you. Right. Let's not have any more kids. Right. Well, no, yeah, I think I, I was snipped anyway. I think by that time. Oh man, was was that was that was that helpful? The snippage. Three kids. Three kids, and then the snips. And yeah, I mean, because I mean, you're still using condoms. I mean, if you got kids and you don't want to have other kids, you don't want to have surprises. You're still using condoms when you're married. For and that's years. not even guaranteed. Weird. Yeah, yeah, it's weird stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you're married for like 15 years and you're using condoms. Kind of like, hey, come on. What's weird. the point of marriage? BS. Right. So it's yeah. like, hey, the snippet. Right. So fair enough. Snipped it, and then um, <laughs> I can't wait to hear that commercial. Yeah, snip it, snip it good. <laughs> Hi, my name is Dan Jones. I want I when I want to have sex, I snip it, snip it good. It could be like you know after a condom commercial and be like, eh, fuck that. <laughs> if you like Trojan, you'll love snipping it, snipping it good. Bona, bona, bum, that bum, might happen. Bum, bona, bona, bum. I th- really, really, uh, I believe in you, man. I, I think this is a commercial that's going to happen. <laughs> could, I, I'll play Dan Jones too if you want to like have anonymity. Anonymity. We sound like that scene in Finding Nemo. You know that scene? Uh, no, bro. Sorry. I watch a lot of like, movies. Just where like, it's like blundering and talking. Yeah, they can't yeah. say that. That sh- I think that shot of whiskey. I should have done that. So, um, okay. So, anyways, okay. So um, now, 2012. You're figuring out. You're going to school now. Going to school. Are you doing any creative projects while you're? So the whole time at school, because I also get my masters, right? Right. I got my masters now. So, right. so for the five and a half years that I'm in school, I write uh, four years of um, a story called Secrets, mm-hmm. and it's all short stories, and I pass them out on a brochure basis in my okay. neighborhood. So really, okay. it adds up to this like thousands of copies I, I released. I did that because I was inspired. I don't love Stephen King as a writer, but I like I like his ideas, sure, his enthusiasm. Sure. And um, what what hold on, what does that critter. mean? Like that what? that's like like Stephen like, King. Like I know I know what Stephen King is. No, yeah, but like <laughs> I didn't say who. <laughs> yeah, right. But like you don't like his writing, but you like his enthusiasm. Well, because he always comment. He always he's like a critic kind of. He's always got comments and oh, okay. And, I mean, he might. Have How would you know that without something. YouTube and stuff? How would you know? I've that? read things. On in what? On paper. With, from where? <laughs> like the backs of books and from what he writes. Right. Like when his books or if he's that in he an writes. Article or in a, no, no, right on other people's okay. novels. Okay. So I think he, he has he good does insight. Forwards. Okay. But the weird thing is, I don't think he has an insight for himself. Like I okay. think a lot of his writing is lacking something. What's the worst uh, Stephen King Stephen King uh, movie? Worst movie? Oh, that's different because he's not making those. Oh, There's that's a true. A lot of bad ones out there. I there is. I, Misery Ma- was okay. I liked Misery. Shining was fun. Shining's great, actually. Okay. We. I mean, we just met someone tonight who brought that up. Well, yeah, Rob Reiner is Misery, right? And okay. then Stanley Kubrick is Shining. Okay. A lot of it depends on who's doing the. And then I mean, it, Maximum Overdrive, I think he directed, and that's Stephen his, King directed. I think so, and that's his worst movie. Wh- which one's Maximum Overdrive? Is that with the truck? The, yeah, um, Emilio Estevez, I think, isn't it? Yeah, Emilio. So, he, oh, I don't even know. Like, what, what, what were we talking about, though? 
Stephen, Stephen King. King. So I was, I was, you, you, because you said that he was uh, enthusiastic. Oh yeah, yeah. He George, inspired me to do. You the don't like his stories. writing, but you like his enthusiasm. Right. Which I'm like, what the? Fuck like does everyone that mean? care. Like who cares what Dan Jones is saying? He's what got the, oh, so many. Books. Dan Jones appreciates his, uh, Stephen, Stephen King's enthusiasm. Stephen King enthusiast. It's like no, but no. I did, it was just so. Anyway, I'm bringing that up though because it is true. When he first, when he was in Maine of his yeah. state, and he wanted to do stuff, he started writing his own news and passed them out. Okay. So you're not a writer unless people are reading you. So sure. I've made some movies. And I've written screenplays. I've written novels. I self-published a novel. Oh, yeah, yeah I did self-publish a novel. We didn't mention that. That's back in 2006. Do it. Crystal, what is it? Crystal and her family. Oh, okay. So that's, that's, and that's what you had to think of the DAP. Right. Yep. So that's what I was selling here at the DAP. Okay. Um, so anyway, so when he did those brochures, that's Is there any I more of those books left? They're in places. Yeah, they had them in Detroit at the... Uh, what's that Detroit place called? Detroit, pure Detroit, <laughs> pure Detroit. The Detroit place. I mean, you know. And I didn't have anything to do by the fist, <laughs> like just a little kiosk by the fist. No, no, no. They're pure Detroit store, and then okay. I think they're available on Amazon or something. You can do stuff like that. So like it's just set up, and then Crystal once, and her family. Like, once in a week you get like two dollar check. Yeah, I, not anymore because I'm not promoting it. No one knows it's out there. It's like in some libraries and stuff. I think we just changed that, my friend. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> people really like it though. They they do like a psychological thriller. Sure, okay. But um, yeah. So Stephen King did those stories. So I decided to do my brochure, my secret stories, and um, I got major feedback. People loved them, and so I ended up doing it for four years. So this is while I was in college. So I'm okay. writing short stories all the time, perfecting them. I'm my own writer, I mean my own editor. Um, it really had to be quality. I wasn't just putting out anything because mm-hmm. it's one single story in a sheet of paper. So you know, means a lot to me. My name's on it. Sort of thing, um, and then I was also cutting a CD with um, with my drummer or two piece band. That is Joe. This is Dan. Um, is the name of our band. Yeah, sure. And um, so we cut a CD. We did some. And you have YouTube of that. YouTube. So my only thing on the grid is Dan Jones Films. It's all one word. Yeah. It's Dan Jones Films, and that's where our music videos are on there. And um, and I made some fun videos with my kids because they're majorly creative into the cool. That's great. Filmmaking and writing. So. Um, okay, so so uh, okay, so you got the books out of the way. Now you, let's talk about um, the fact that you hit YouTube. No, so you're on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> right now, it just sounds like I've done all this, and now Dan I'm just Jones, a person that just hates Dan on everything. Jones <laughs> Fills, but also Stephen King is enthusiastic. <laughs> the enthusiast. I will never Stephen forget King. that. Because um, I'm not a fan. I don't know. I, everyone loves it so much. I'm like, yeah, it, Stephen King. Yeah, I'm not. Every, uh, the the whole it thing I didn't understand the whole it I don't know if that was like the fact that kids grew up being scared of that back in the day and then right. it was like oh, it's coming back again I mean I don't know I saw the original it when it came out and I hated it and I was like hated it it hated uh, it it right and I hated it and then um never went and read the book though and then when the new came new one came out I hate that one yeah I've I, I don't know. It took me a long time I to read the I just don't care, man. I honestly don't care. So, I don't yeah. care. Like, Why are we on. talking about stuff that we don't You're care You're a clown. About? Just because it's fun to talk. <laughs> it's fun to dog on stuff. I mean, you it know. It's kind of fun a little bit. But, like, listen, like, people, but we, I mean, we obviously understand that there's people that don't care about the stuff we do, mm-hmm. which is fine. Right. I just don't want to hear about it. My, yeah. My son loves it. And so I make fun of him all the time. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, it's like the scariest like, movie of the year," and I was like, "That's the most unscary, scary movie I think I've ever seen." So and you just call him names and yeah. like make him feel bad and he goes to his bed and cries. Oh, yeah, so I do my dad doesn't love me. And I'm a psychotherapist. So I can, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> Get his head. You it must be a them. horror show to live with. <laughs> right. Like so, so like you probably don't yell at your kids. You probably just like 
talk talk them into that is incorrect. You yell at your kids. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really happy, laid back, fun, easygoing. Got people all the time say you have the greatest patience and you're so fun. Sure. And then whenever I say that at home, my kids and wife they laugh very hard. Cause yeah. I'm not always mad at the house, but it's just no. Of course I got, not. I got principles and stuff. So as soon as something happens and it's not hit and it's reminded, then I kind of lose it. But what, I, what's it? What, what do you mean principles? What like the soup doesn't taste good or what? No, what? I'm cooking the soup. It does taste good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> No, um, like homework's not done, or are they late, or they miss an appointment? It'd or? be more like ignore. Like there's an episode of um, Louis where Louis C.K. he gets really mad at his daughter, and he says, you know, you know, hello. He's talking to her, and he's like, don't ignore me. You know, I, I goddamn hate that. Like he says it to his daughter, yeah. and really quick, and then he's back to like, okay, so just are you gonna have spaghetti or not? Okay. But when I saw that episode, I showed it to my kids, and I was like, who's this on this scene? Oh. And that's one of the things. I, like if I'm being ignored a bunch of times, but then I'm running around doing everything for them. I'm like, look, this is not a parent-kid thing. If you were my friend and I was 13 and you're treating me like this, you're the kid, I, would, I wouldn't go to your house anymore. I'd go to the other kids in the neighborhood. So it's more of a principle. It's Lesson ethics, learned, Dad. Values. Lesson learned. Right, that kind yeah. of thing. Are you the jerk kid or are you the cool kid? Right. Are you the nice kid? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. so you're you're you're, you're raising you're raising decent human beings. Yeah, they are really good kids. And if anything, doing all this psychotherapy and all this um, stuff that we call college, um, sure. Yeah, getting the degrees and everything. It, by doing that, I would say that the biggest thing I've gotten out of it is learning how to keep my temper better, how to like okay. use my words more. You know, if it is a principle, but then I'm getting so mad. What other principles am I setting? So like? what's what's the whole what's the whole interest with you about about like psychotherapy, like the whole brain stuff? Yeah, so I've been doing it my whole life. I mean, yeah. my whole life I've been psychoanalyzing people, and I just I always knew I was doing it in my films. If, has, has if hurt, anyone does do you, see, do you find that has that hurt your has that hindered your relationships with people? No, uh-uh. do you think no? No, I'm um because it's it's just like a therapist actually because there's no judgment in the room. And you're quiet. Whatsoever. You're quiet about it and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm not even quietly judging people. It is it's completely objective. There's okay. no right. There's not a subjective look at it. So, um, so it was always like that. And so I would explore it in my films and in, in, in my stories and in my novels and my screenplays. Right. Everything I wrote was always just exploring it. Again, we talked about Ricky Gervais, but that's kind of what he does. You know, he exposes a lot of these things where if someone's heavy set or if someone's disabled, you know, he brings all the stuff up and then people try to go at him. But if you look at Gervais's crew, like he has disabled people in his crew. Like mm-hmm. that's, those are the people he actually befriends. So that's his life. Right. So for anyone to start saying that he's pointing fingers, he's like, are you out of your mind? He's like, I'm, I'm total advocate. Sure. I right? am nothing sure. but an ally. Well, he's just calling, he's just saying like, you know, if you're fat, then don't eat cookies. Right. That's specifically a thing he's, He's yeah, I just, I just, like I said, just saw. I saw That's the one you saw out of England, yeah, okay. out of England. So, yep. and he does that in comment, you know, commentary and stuff too. But, but it's um, those Bill Burr, and you know, those other comics, which brings us to our next thing. So now you're, you're doing. Bill the Burr's ba- gonna walk in. You're doing the band. <laughs> Bill, come on in, bro. Thank Whoa, you for coming. Bill, hey. Um, I wish. I, do, can you imagine if I had that much clout? Do you think that would you'd be, be here right now? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the thing. See, that hence me not getting into film festivals. Oh, that's what. That's no, what happens. No, listen, you would be here. And then Bill would be here and be Thank like, you. surprise, everybody. <laughs> Dan uh, Jones is here. No. Me- mentor, new mentor to, and you don't even want to be your mentor. You're like, oh, jeez. <laughs> but you're like, oh, you're famous. Can you get me on the Johnny Carson show, which is not a thing anymore. Um, yeah, Carson who? Car- Johnny Carson. I know. Who? Okay, so what do, who do we have now for that? We have... Uh, um, I think Jimmy Fallon is one of the best 
talk show. Do you really think of so? All time. Really? Yep. I never liked him on Saturday Night Live. He's an okay actor. I think he's kind of goofy. I don't think he's that funny. I don't think he's that quick. Yeah. As a host, I think he's like top notch. Like Why is that? Top three. I don't know. I think his relaxed atmosphere. Even Seinfeld knows got so many people mentioning about him. And Judd Apatow, really? I know, said that. They're like, you you show people that it doesn't have to just be pain and suffering to be funny. You can just be kind of like laid back, good guy. Sure. And wants to have a good time. And sure. I don't know. And you're not just like, you know, blowing smoke or anything. I don't yeah. know. I agree with that. I think Jimmy Fallon's really got a good, he's got a good vibe Interesting. going on. There's there's a new there's a new one, a new uh, person who's going to be doing a, a late night show. It's a, it's a female person. I saw the thing for it. Everyone's excited. I think she's like a YouTube person. Hmm. Don't and know. Everyone's excited about that. Well, stay tuned for that, Dan. Yeah, the thing and the YouTube. The thing, the, the YouTube. Female, female. <laughs> Not you just, a lot to Google, but uh, I'll tonight, it out. tonight, uh, new, another Tonight Show. Because you have that other guy, that Seth guy from uh, SNL, yeah, who's like got a show. I don't get that. Uh, the the uh, Colbert. I enjoy Colbert. I like Colbert. I don't watch it. Um, but he's yeah, he's funny and you know, he's got his thing going. Poignant, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think that Jimmy Fallon's just like silly. Yeah, and like he's like brings people on like oh, we're gonna do something silly and they're like okay and then they but do it and it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel fake. It does feel like you're hanging out with him in his living room. I think that's part of the reason I like it. Interesting. And, Interesting. and you don't feel that people are put on a spot and kind of awkward. I don't know. Sure. Okay. okay. The way it is different than Johnny Carson though is, I mean, in my opinion, is that when you do watch Johnny Carson, they really were like in some talks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there he was having podcasts. I mean, they're sure. like very serious and down, and they're talking for like 15, 18 minutes about something. Yeah. And then it would just end when you wanted to end it. I don't unless, know. unless you're a big, uh, big comedian, and then you came on, you just did a bit, right, right, a bit, 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 bit. But what so. were you gonna say though, Bill Burr? And then we went um, way off. He also he also makes comments about like about serious things, like uh, you know, like people who are fat or, oh, or okay. mental things, and he like brings it, and he's like, you can't get in, or you know, like women issues, you know, mm-hmm. um, or you know, political stuff. He brings it really to. <coughs> Uh, I don't smoke, but um, <laughs> he brings it to like uh, a, a point, like kind of like Richard Gervais, where you know, right? But he's like a real person. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you want to be mad at me? You know, he talks about uh, paying too much in taxes. It's like now this whole different plan of taxation and stuff like that. Right, right. He's like, and he he does his own podcast. He's like, you know, he was like. Uh, it's like, yo, fuck off. Just, you know, if you want to take what, 70% of my money, fuck, like, fuck you, fuck <laughs> off. But it's like, we should be going after corporations. It's, 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 it's intelligent and angry and. Oh, I mean, it, I mean, comedians are really the philosophers of today. <coughs> you know? Who's your favorite philosopher? Favorite philosopher? Yeah. That's a tough one. Um, which one, which one do you, which one's your go to? Emmanuel Kant, I guess. Uh-huh. But okay. then. But then a lot of it just goes back to Socrates a lot of times. Sure. And stuff. Well, well, that's the end. Yeah. I'm so, a, I'm a Descartes guy. Are you? Yeah. All right. I just like the I like the weirdness and simplicity. Yeah, me too. Of it. Um, yeah, I do the, love Descartes. You know. So, but um, yeah. Um, I'd have to say I defend Sartre the most, though. If people don't know, because I really like Jean Paul Sartre. Because he's got a bad rap. People think <coughs> he's always being negative, and his whole point is that he's he was not just being saying negative. stuff, right? Yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, it's kind of like, but it's like kind of like you go to a restaurant. Like, see, that, people give me that shit too. When you go to a restaurant, like, how was the food? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, every time I go out to somewhere to eat and I spend money, and it's like, like I'm like, I, 
I could have I could have made that. Yep. It pisses me off. My wife and I have that conversation all the time. Pisses me off. Right. And, and nachos is a new way, which I like nachos, but that's a new way that they get your money because they're just putting some bag of chips on there with some cheese. They accidentally sprinkle a little bit of cilantro and chicken, and then yeah. it's like 14, 15 bucks. And it's like, it's like what? Well, I know I'm going to get full, and it's really, but it's. But I, they didn't even cook anything. I don't even know if the I chicken has any seasoning. I could have made, we could have made that. Yeah. And it's like, it wasn't that good. That should be the next podcast. Is make nachos. <laughs> make nachos, <laughs> crappy nachos. Yeah. Um. No, but you know, it's just like so. Like people like think, oh, you're just Nate. You're just a snob. No, I, I just, I just want to eat a burger. That's not. That's not not high. I'm not highfalutin. Right. But I just want to <laughs> eat a burger. That's like okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying 13 bucks for it. We just had a delicious sticky slider of Joe's hamburgers. Heck yeah. Which, I don't know how much it was because you paid for mine. But, it's but I know not, they're very it's, cheap. It's a slider. It's yep. good prices and it's fine. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Yep. Great. He made it, brought, brought it there. I didn't have to go to the store. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. No big deal. So I don't know. It's like, I agree with you on that. There's people saying negative. You're negative. You're negative for not like movies or like that movie. Right. Well, See, that's me. And people always think of me and Kurt. Well, that's why Daniel's career is over. That's the whole point of that. Movies we're making fun at of at 19 years old. 19, we're making fun of Spielberg, all the biggest people. We're making fun of all this <laughs> stuff, and then we're like, "How are we ever going to make it? We're burning bridges in our first movie." But <coughs> those bridges were never. <laughs> those bridges made. were never made, <laughs> so, never built. So we're okay. Okay, but so now, uh, so now you've 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 done this whole tra- trajectory of of um, of cre- creativity and creative and nonsense pers- pursuing. The ideal of looking for the honest truth. Uh, okay. You've lived you've lived an honest life, I would say, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. For yep. sure. Yeah, hypocrisy is number one on my list of hates. Um, so that's I love that. Answer. I love that bill about Bill Cosby and hypocrisy. Have you heard that? No, thing? I don't think so. Do you know Norm Macdonald? Yeah. So Norm Macdonald does a bit where <laughs> where he says that uh, you know I have a, I have a friend who uh, who says that. Uh, now, Bill Cosby's uh, guilty of hypocrisy. Wow, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Bill got Bill Cosby's first things hypocrisy. I and more say it was the raping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it right, but that was actually pretty good. Pretty good impression, though. You know, it was, it was like you know, I'll say uh, <laughs> raping, uh, then the drugging, uh, the lying. You know, hypocrisy is like maybe the seventh thing. <laughs> so I just like, it's a funny bit. I like Norm Macdonald. He, he's every, but people lately people think I think uh, have said that he's uh, he's kind of losing it. He's Canadian, fellow Canadian. So he's, I think he lost it. I don't think he's losing it. You think it's gone? It's gone. I think so. You think, I think like that's always worked for him, really. But back in SNL, uh, he's just, he's a he seems like a smart guy though. No, yeah, I think he's smart and he's lost it. He's that's lost fine. his marbles. He's like this yeah. world is just stupid. And what's the point? And yeah. I'm done. Right. I mean, when you're talking about Descartes and you know Nietzsche yep. and a lot of those people, I right? Think a lot of them. I mean, you think they're all the weirdos of their time, but they had enough book smarts and enough enough big words to be like, oh well, obviously. Yeah. You got to be off. You got to be some kind. I of... I mean, I did use the word trajectory. Help me out, bro. Trajectory. I'm not sure what you're saying. Oh, trajectory. Yeah, yeah. I did use that word. So yeah, and and I used it correctly. So so I believe. Uh, you know, I'm on. I'm on point. Um, okay, so well, what, so that brings me. Well, there we go. Another introduction. Another another a segue. You are Dan Jones, working on a comedic career now. Yes. So that I, is true. you're excited yeah, about so this, right? You're, I am really excited. Uh, how long um, has it been going on for? 
two months. Two months, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. um, see, because I'm really excited because like you're on the podcast and like when like you know you like do a show in like Daytona, mm-hmm. and like you know I don't like you have to drive there to do a show, and I'll be like, yeah, he did my podcast first. Yeah, me and Bill Burr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if Burr's doing Daytona anymore, but oh. he might be. He might be, but I, he's going to do a, the theater there, not the not right. Cheetos, Cheetos Daytona bar. I'm outside with the <laughs> you're outside, umbrella. You're outside <laughs> in the line doing stand-up right. while people line up for Bill Burr's. That's a new thing. I try yeah, that. I should right. try it. So go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So so you, so what have you no, what yeah. have you been doing? Um, yeah, so stand-up. So I finished all the college stuff, and I think what happened is I'm, I'm, I, I'm pretty manic. So Okay. Like, you know, while I was in college, I was doing all that work and all those music videos and all the shooting, you know, all this stuff. I was still writing nonstop. And then, um, so I finished the secret stories. I think that was part of it. Okay. I had, it ran for four years. I finished it. I was like, I think it's at its end. Um, I just didn't really want to do it anymore, you know. Sure. Again, it's the Instagram and it's the online. I'm like, should I just be putting these stories online somehow? So I didn't know. And then, um. Yeah, so I was like, and that's the ones you're pa- you're passing out now, or no? I'm done with those. I passed them all out, so you I passed, could okay. I could republish them, distribute sure. them, you know, sure. on, on the internet. I could put those back up, and the same with those movies. I got to put those back uh, up on streaming. But anyway, um, yeah. So what happened with that was I decided that I want to do some stand up because I realized comedy. Even though I've always been a writer first and foremost, and I always want to be an actor and a filmmaker, it, a lot of it always came down to like just. Just the laughs, getting the laughs. Sure. Like being a class clown in school, like those are like some of my favorite times. And the teacher just gave me material all day long. And that was all I ever wanted was the teacher <laughs> what, to what say What do you mean something. the teacher gave me material? Just whatever they said. They, they were would, setting you up? They would just say, you know, you know, what is the government? And I would just say, I have no idea what the government is. You're the teacher. Why aren't you telling us what the government is? She's like, well, I'm asking you a question. I would just always, I'd hit him every always time. Push, and always push. It wasn't back. Yeah, and it wasn't in a vindictive way. I was never really mean to the teachers, but... um. I always just, I love doing it. There's one teacher actually um, that she, I couldn't break her. She was always mad, straight face. And one time she was writing on the board and I said a joke while she's in her class and, um, and her head was still facing the chalkboard and her body was just kind of shaking. So I got her to laugh. And so I went up to her and I was like, I got you to laugh. I was like, you're laughing at what I said. So it, bro- it broke this like wall we had because she was not liking me and I wasn't liking her. Right. She didn't become a teacher that I like, got like really close with and you know, we really, she eased up a little bit. She wasn't as crabby, and she got what I was doing, you know. Interesting. And then you married her. Yeah, and then I married her. No. <laughs> that's, my, that's my fling that my wife doesn't know about. Oh, that's, well, she knows She's in now. her 70s now. Yeah, sorry. Oh, 70s? No, I'm not. But anyway. Retirement, bro. That's AARP. But yeah, but it just came down to knowing that comedy was a thing I always loved. I used okay. to always watch it. I watched it on VH1. I watched all, so many people before they became famous, and I just always loved it. And then what got me really wanting to do it was Judd Apatow, the producer, director, 40-year-old version, and Octop mm-hmm. and all that stuff. He's just now gone back to doing stand-up. He's gone back. He was one of the young and upcoming uh, comedians back right. in the day. Hanging out with M. Sandler and all this yeah. guy, right? Doing yeah. his thing. He went and made movies. And then now he's got kids. They're all like around my age, yeah. and, or my kid's age. And he's like, I'm going to go do stand-up. The difference is he's Judd Apatow. So and he's can, going to the comedy store and he's like, yeah, right. I'm just going to, you mind you if I just go on and like some poor young buck right. so, getting kicked off or whatever. So it's definitely different than that, but um, but at the same time, the way he described it, you know, he said he's working his butt off and stressing for four or five years on a film and wanting to get, then if he gets a certain laugh or certain things are the right way, right. he's like, when I go on stage, 
You it's know, immediate. I'm, it's immediate. I'm getting a satisfaction, and they're getting some out of it, and I'm brightening somebody's day. Right. And I was like, why didn't I ever get deeper into that? And then two times in one week, I was asked during my master's program, actually, so I was at the end, um, getting my job to be a psychotherapist. In the same week, two different people of two different classes said, are you a stand-up comedian? Like one of them said, are you a stand-up comedian? The other person said, do you do stand-up comedy? And I was like, no. I was like, I'm just always messing around. I'm always just making jokes. And then, uh, yeah, that was they put the seed. <laughs> and one was a recently divorced single mom, and the other one was a, 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 the, the 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 gay guy that just thought you were the cutest. That's them. Yeah, they're just hitting they're like, me. are you a stand up comedian? <laughs> oh, you're so funny. You're hella, I love it when you. Do you want to get coffee? <laughs> and my impression was the woman, by the way, just now when I did that. Oh, I didn't know. Hey, I don't know. I, I you listen, man. This is 2019. You, really just, you can't tell anything <clears throat> these days. That's true. So well, that's it. So jumped on the stage, started working it out. It. Uh, Ridley, uh, Ridley's Mark, Mark Ridley's comedy yeah, castle. Yeah, sure. Where, where else is there in town? And then I'm doing the stories upstairs. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Did, did I just get a plug for Rivers hey. of Kelly? Every fourth Thursday of the month, yeah. Every, <laughs> every fourth Thursday of the month, man. On Biddle. On Biddle. Rivers Edge Gallery on Biddle. Rivers Edge Gallery. Historic downtown Wyandotte. So, seriously, though, stories upstairs. This is not a plug or anything. This is me speaking. Well, no, this is a plug. No, it's not. This is me speaking to Jeremy. Stories upstairs yeah. is awesome. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's great. The vibe is so great. Mm-hmm. Byob, um, and it's not even that because I don't drink. So for me, I'm the sober one there. Where everyone's Byob, and it's still awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a great it's, time. It's a great it's vibe. Totally good time. It's so inviting. Um, people just kind of do the thing. There's an MC there that's running it. Yeah, Shannon Kason, who's who's got his own podcast, yep. homemade stories. And he's been on Snap Judgment, and he he hosts like Moth Hours and stuff like that. And I'm talking to him, seeing if I can get his podcast as well. So Dude, might as well. I'm kind of confused if that's a plug or if that's I don't even know. What um, that is now. He's just an awesome dude. And he's a good friend. He is. He's and really good. I don't. He's not a friend of mine, but yeah, he's a really he's good a guy. Of mine, bro. Times to talk. Good. No. Yeah. <laughs> great. Great. I mean, totally, any chance I I have to plug his podcast? Cool. Homemade stories. Shannon Kason. Just just check it out. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. And stories upstairs at the. On Biddle. On Biddle. River's Edge Gallery. <laughs> River's Edge Gallery. Right. Second floor. It's uh, awesome. So we're, I, I want to try and get people, the younger people, to sit up front, but I know they want to sit by the bar. So oh. I'm trying to figure out what to do um, in see, terms I didn't of even see sitting, that. the yep. seating. So the older people sit up front, but I want to get like blankets and stuff for people. What's to the reason? What? To get blankets? No. <laughs> I don't know. For people to sit. Why do you want the young up front? Um, because you want to kick the old to the back? No, I guess I don't. <laughs> I guess I'm 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 wrong. No, I I thought maybe just blankets, up, you know, around, but okay. because you can't can't see and they're young enough, they can sit down on the ground and not complain about oh yeah, sciatica or whatever. Okay. Um, but really, I think I think this 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 is going to outgrow the space. I think this is the only year, this is the only year it's going to happen. I have to find another venue for it. But then once that happens, then there's going to be a fee, which sucks. Because I have to rent a, I have to rent a space. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, no, you need that button. You know, I do need that button. <laughs> I usually do. So, yeah, so that's what I really, right now, I just want it to be a beautiful. It's awesome. Wonderful thing. And the thing, too, so, like, people like me, and, you know, this is for people that are out there that just either have stories or they have poems they've wrote or they're wanting to try to do the stand-up. Um, for me, it's different than Mark Ridley's because it's dark, you're on the stage, mm-hmm. you know, um, roughly the same amount of people, really, because you got 40 to 50 people, it seems like. 30, oh, is that really? 35. Only 40 to 50 people show for a... And then, well, when you're doing open mic, it is, so... Really? 
All how right. many how many of the people at open mic? Some people might be it might be closer to seventy sometimes, but um, how many people at open mic though are actually one of doing the open mic? Are what? How many people at open mic are wanting to do the open mic? Um, well, I mean they're all there. What do you mean? No, I, I mean in terms question. of like out of the seventy people, fifty. Say oh, 50. right, right. So, um, well, a lot of them just stay backstage. So, oh, okay, yeah. So you're not with even... that sliding <laughs> barn door. So if you're saying you have right, so if you're saying you have ten or twelve people there. I'm not necessarily counting that in the audience for how, sure. How many people? So you, how many? How, how much does it cost to go to market? I don't know because I'm on stage, so I'm not even sure. Yeah, so but I can't when you invite them. people, I don't. This is the Dan part. Jones. This is the part where I don't promote myself and I'm off the grid. Dan Jones, do you mind if we just do this right now? <laughs> well, the, no, we can do it. But the other thing is, the reason I don't tell people is because I don't necessarily want my friends and family when I'm doing stand up. It's kind of different than a movie or, or a. Or a doing my show like with my band it's a different vibe i don't want people knowing me they're like oh that's his thing or maybe they won't laugh because they're like this is how this idiot talks all day long so i don't get that <laughs> is so, that what you really that, that's what you're going after <laughs> well no not, not with like my family i mean all the families of comics say that like their family don't think they don't think they're funny like i'll say my jokes to my kids and stuff like yeah it's all right and then i'll get a laugh when i'm on stage so so April fourth is Josh Blue. Oh, is that the um, Josh Blue? Is that the? I'm uh, not going to be there this Wednesday though. J- Josh Blue, that's the guy with the uh, uh, the Tourette's or no the. Uh, I don't know. Oh, Wednesday open mic nights. Think you've got a killer set every Wednesday. Newbies get a chance at the Castle Mike. This is amazing. If you're plug. ready to step away from your bedroom mirror and step in front of a live audience, call us to get. Your name on the list, 248-542-9900. Sign up is on Wednesdays for the following week. We can promise everyone a spot, but we'll do our best to get you on. Oh, we can't promise anyone a spot. Well, how much is it for people to go watch it? I don't know. This is some BS, y'all. I mean, that was a serious plug, too, for that. I mean, you gave the number and stuff? Yeah, bro. Well, you got to. You got names for your podcast? This is like... Plugged in or unplugged or, or plugged in? We are th- like the name of this show is we are going we are going to be all right. <laughs> Emphasis on going. Well, because we gonna be all right. Right. No, maybe it's all right. We gonna be all right. We got yeah. So we are going to be all right. <laughs> is the name of this podcast <laughs> uh, featuring me, Jeremy Hansen, because you know I'm I'm not funny. Um. Okay. Let's. So I meant titles of each show. Uh, this is uh, this is Dan Jones and psychotherapy, but I don't know. That's not true. That's what I was talking about. What is? We what? are going. I can't. Right. I can't find how much it is to go. By the way, right now I'm kind of doing the podcast by myself you while are, Jeremy's on his phone because oh, you have a phone. I couldn't find the information, the money information, like how much does it cost to go see? That is weird. Dan Jones. Well, I was surprised how fast I could just find out about the open mic. I did the same thing to my wife as I did with the. Going to college, because she came home and I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna start doing stand up." And she's like, "What?" And then right like, away yeah. she and went the next, on the phone. Well, no, yeah, probably. I probably said it four times and then she heard me on the fourth. But then the next day, um, when she came home, I said, "Yeah, so I am doing stand up." I called and called around. I found a place. I'll you called it. around. Yeah. Now, how did you? What, what did you do? You went on Yellow Pages. Stand up. No, we have a I. Pod, pad pod pad. Oh. We have an iPad. So you went online. 
And you Googled? I went on the internet. Oh, you went? You and I went, no. <laughs> Whatever that sound is. Wow. It does. No, it didn't. Still. It didn't do that. So like 35 minutes later, <laughs> yeah, no, your... I'm on the iPad. The nude photo finally shows up. <laughs> but even the iPad, I just use it for IMDBA. Okay. If you remember, it's IMDB. Sure. Um, sure. Also known as I am dumb. No. Uh, but IMDB, and I go on there for, um, like, yeah, this is a phone number. If I got to look up a business time. That's it. You like, didn't look at any information. Rivers, art gallery. What? You didn't look at any information. You just looked for the phone number. Well, I typed in. Local places. Yeah, that's where the internet was holding my hand for me, for sure. Google. I Googled it. And it said, uh, I said, stand-up places near me, open mic. I don't know how I phrased it. Okay, sure. And then I got the top three. I called the first one, called in. They said, put their name, and we'll call you back. If you got it, call me next day. And they said, yep, you're on. So I was like, well, lucky I've been working on a bit for the last week and a half. So is it pay to play or just show up? You just show up. And and so far, you've done two times. Two times there, and then two times at Stories Upstairs. Okay. Um, And then, um, so now there's a couple other places, which... um, How much time time do you have? So it's five minutes, and that's kind of... Five minutes. That's always the thing. Um, Like, if you're really knowing what you're doing, I think I know what I'm doing. So if you really know what you're doing, and you're kind of experienced, because, like I said, I've done acting and stuff, so I know, like, what works and what doesn't, and what's dead time. So, um, so you're feeling confident. You're feeling confident yeah, about this whole stand-up they thing. They do say confidence is definitely what you have to have. I, yeah. I have the confidence. I know how to do it. So I, I work the, the work the bit out. And then um, so to have five minutes that's either interesting or funny or both, I mean, it's, it's challenging to lock it down to have sure, that. Sure and then if you get – and we talked about Mike Birbiglia earlier, but he yeah. even said one time he was told, all right, one guy didn't show up. Can you do 10 instead of five? And then he goes, what I should have said was, no, I have five minutes. I have five minutes. And instead I said – yeah. So, and then he shows what his jokes are. He's got like three jokes. He's got to spread out to five minutes to 10. So, but I don't know. Verbigula is different. Some people might be able to, like, I can, I could roll with that. Improv, he's more, well, storyteller. He's a storyteller. Sure. And I'm also a storyteller because I write so much. Right. But, um, but I, but the improv has always been in me. So I got, I got a little bit more of a, without the disgusting part, I got the Louis C.K. kind of thing. Also, I don't take off my pants and, most women have me too. Movements. You don't know the whole story, though. You know, like, I feel bad. Like, no one knows the whole story. Is he a bad guy? It's power. It's just the power, though. I mean, even beyond just the women thing, it's just the power these guys have. I just read a book, uh-huh. an older book. Okay, uh-huh. so it's before this whole movement's been happening, which yeah. is an important movement. Yeah. And I was reading a book about all these moguls, you know, all these famous people and Cecil B. DeMille. But the way the text is written. It was defending every one of these guys for the way they treated people. And it had all these stories about like people that passed out and people that they sexually harassed and horses that were killed on set. There's all these things that happened with all these giant directors. But the way it was phrased in the text was just like, but you know, if we didn't have these people being the way they were, we wouldn't have these great movies. It's like that wouldn't even be written today. Like they wouldn't even write that kind of book. Right. There'd be, which is also sad, you know, because then it feels like. It feels like protecting somebody. Freedoms and stuff. Right. But at the same time, um, it's been waiting to happen. Because I knew going into filmmaking and learning about William Friedkin shooting off a gun and you know, in a set of exorcists, like I knew these guys were all assholes. Yeah. Like I just knew it. I was like, all these people, they're, just, they're kind of pricks. And that's how they get there. But whatever, that's what they do. What, do they push, push themselves forward kind of a thing? Or? Yeah. I mean, because even so being a director, right? I've made three full-length feature films, and they're not kid movies. They're actors that I don't know. I auditioned them. They agree to work for food and exposure, 
and we work hard at it. We mm-hmm. put in a lot of hours. So it's, it's, it's not really like we're just there to have a good time, right? We're really, we're, it's a work ethic. Mm-hmm. So even when I've done that, I never had a power trip, but you do have a control over your actors as a director. Time, I mean, that's, time constraint. That's you, how it works. Don't want to waste people's time. Right. right. So it's, it's, a, it's different than a team on a sport. It's different than, you know, and it's similar to these coaches that treat these football kids how they do in high school, and, they, and you hear them swearing out in the field, and you see how they treat them, and kids are getting so depressed, and, you know, and the football players make fun of the soccer players. Like, it's just this whole thing. So there is this giant power trip, and right. it's just when it's taken to that kind of level in Hollywood where you're talking about millions of dollars, and you're talking about careers that were just demolished because they didn't do what they want, you know, what they were told to do. I can see that just being in my independent world of my right. actors. I could see that. I could see that I could push. I would even push my actors sometimes if I have had a better rapport with them mm-hmm. and they're laughing during the take in a joking way because I joke a lot. I would say, right. okay, shut up. Let's go. Like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Don't, don't no, go. What, uh, what would you do in terms of. Um, uh, so, so is that why you like comedy now? Because it's a one man show. You're directing yourself. You're. You're responsible for yourself. You don't really have to deal with having someone make sure they show up on time. The lighting's right. Lighting is what it is. So we haven't talked about it, but my big, big, big big-ass project was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde remake. That's the next one you're coming up with, right? right? Has it started off writing yet? Have you got notes on that? So I've outlined the novel, um, and I've worked on a script for... Uh, well, it's been in my head. For you said Doctor Je- Jekyll and Mister Hyde, right? I thought so, I thought when I read it, I thought it said Doctor Jekyll's Hyde. Right. So my film's called Jekyll's Hyde. Okay. Right. Cool. So yeah. So Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, Robert Louis Stevenson's novel from like 150 years ago, um, and my film is Jekyll's Hyde. Okay. And I, it's been in my head for nine years. I outlined it actually at the Wine Dot Street Fair. That's why I outlined okay my the Jekyll's Hyde script. And it's been in my head for nine years, and I finally, again, at this end point of my college career, I'm like, I need to start my next film while right. I'm doing my stand-up. Right. So, um, so I write the script. I work my butt off on it. I get actors who wants involved. We do a table read. Mm-hmm. I'm getting producers lined up. I'm getting all this stuff together, and then we're going to do a uh, test shoot. So I have different, a lot of different names are involved that we're, we're all local, but still people that are a little bit higher um, than others. I don't even know if I should mention them or not. And... Um, What's what, so, so when when's it when's the starting process? For well, this? what I was gonna say was when we do this test shoot, the one location like they can't change their bulb outside of the church, and I'm like, okay, well I just need, and they couldn't get to it. The one actor, and this is not even me feeling sorry for myself. This is really feeling really bad for my actor. Um, goes in serious surgery, won't be able to do any films. Had to back out of other plays he's doing. Um, my other actors like you know I'm in a point in my career where I think I'm I need to make sure that we're at a a trust level where this is going to be a large project. So he's a little bit apprehensive. It's just this whole thing. And then I'm looking for crew again. And then I had another actor that couldn't show because they're doing another job. And I got another actor that's supposed to be doing it. And they said, but now they have this place, so they don't have to come up. So the point of all this is that I'm relying on all these people again. And I'm, I'm back to where I'm like, okay, what am I doing? What is the point of this? Why? Right? And it's not like right. this. It's not like this, I'm sulking, sitting in this room, crying, not knowing what to do. It's just more that I'm trying to be as productive as possible, and right. I'm putting all the pieces. I mean, we did table read. We're ready to go. We're right. shooting like this, you know, April or May. We're ready to go. Right. All these things get in the way, and so to me, it was really that I have to have a budget. I have to lock in the actors. I have to get some kind of GoFundMe or whatever thing going. I got to get something or an investor that just put up a few thousand dollars um, 
however that works. And right. <laughs> however that works. Yeah, because that's the thing where I got to sit in front of a computer and promote myself, right. and I don't want to do it. I need someone right. to do it for me. But so that's the project I'd like to do. Everything's ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to shoot it now. But um, I know some people that can help you. Okay, so when it comes to that, that's the other thing. So, and that's my long answer to your yes. Is that why I'm doing stand up? Yeah. So Especially stay tuned for Jekyll's Hyde. Jekyll's Hyde starting probably around April ish. Yeah, it was supposed to shoot this summer. I mean, yeah. yeah, if I got investors right now, we're ready to go, and I could lock my actors back on top. Yeah. Although my best actor is the one that got sick. Uh And my other best actor. He might need money, so maybe he, yeah. if he was getting money, maybe he'd be back on. Sure. but um, That's what he means by big project. Yeah. He's like, yo, I got to get paid. Yep. And I mean, yeah, and I'm not even, you know, not judging any of those guys, but. No, it's not It's not judgment. It's like, it's that's a real their thing. career. Yep. Yeah. And, when it, and when it came to that Judd Apatow, when I read that, and him saying, I'm working on these stuff, and then I do stand-up, and I'm feeling great, and I should have been doing it my whole life, I'm like, well, what am I waiting for? Let's, let's yeah, sure. Just, just jump on and. Build that Dan Jones comedic career and then right. pay for all your own stuff yourself. So now my joke is I always see my wife. So the next thing is I'm going to get my pilot's license. <laughs> I'm always jumping the water. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. I'll just be like, that's my next thing. I'm going to start. You want to be a pilot? Yeah. I wanted to skydive. I said as soon as I turn 18, I'm going skydiving. And I just went skydiving like two or three years ago for the first time. So it took me Exhilarating? forever to do it. Um, so again, I'm a little bit of a manic. And I was a little disappointed. Were you really? Yeah. Because like, it finished, right? Because yeah. like you jumped out of a plane. Well, you're and with then a you... person. Yeah. Oh. So you have to take class. In order to just go on your own, you got to go yeah, a bunch of times. You got to sure, take classes. Sure. So you are with the person, but it doesn't feel like you're with anybody. Okay. At all. Like not even close. Okay. Um, But the most exhilarating part was when we were going up and all of a sudden you just go like straight up. Like you're going 90 degrees. Like you're just straight up into the sky. At uh-huh. the end, they, they kick it up. And you're going straight up. And they slide open the door, and so you're just seeing the ground, and nobody's attached to you or anything yet. You're just sitting there. That was the best part for me. Wow, it was where there was this open door, and you could just like open door fall out of a plane. And, and I was like, "This is awesome, dude! If I jump, will you come grab me?" Right. I'm just gonna jump and just like catch up to me. Do that dive thing, they like do. they did a Mission Impossible. That's what I was just gonna say, like a Mission Impossible, one of those. Dan Jones, you got listen, man. We've been doing. We've been on for about an hour and twenty minutes. You got okay. anything you want to uh, you want to you want to say? You want to talk about Jekyll and Mister Hyde? They can come see you uh, every fourth Thursday at Stories Upstairs. Yep, Stories Upstairs. Uh, also Wednesdays, I Wednesdays believe. Wednesdays right? at Mark Ridley's, and it won't be this Wednesday, but okay. Um, you got any? You got any plans to go any, anywhere else and do that stuff? Or well, yeah, your MC uh, gave me some places. And okay. Someone else gave me some places, but I gotta Great. look them up. So. I can help you with that. I have a phone. And if, if I get, and if I get some kind of, I don't even like saying the word, but if I get some kind of platform thing, platform thing, like a YouTube, whatever, well, just whatever. It's my YouTube and it's my face. I'm not gonna vlog or anything, but if I just got like a thing set up, what I'm trying to say is you could check there, and then that will be the dates that I'll be at places. Sounds like a website. No, a website, I guess. Website would be your thing, and then you could have other places. Okay. Uh, share your stuff. I just don't want to go on there. And have to up you don't it. have to, bro. Someone has to do it. You, you, you're, you're cute enough. You'll be, you'll find somebody. Mm-hmm. You're cute. I'm I sorry. Um, hashtag me too. <laughs> and talented and smart enough. I gotta get those two people in my master's program to do it for me. Well, there you go. All right. So, um, are you gonna slide up the volume and then you're just gonna press the button instead, like last time? Yeah, totally. I'm gonna f- figure this out.
Well, Dan Jones, thank you very much. Thank you so much uh, for having me. Appreciate for it. Just being here, man, and taking the time of your day, your busy schedule, to and is this not this is playing? Is See, I told you I wasn't gonna do it. See, he slides up a thing, but the volume doesn't right. go up. He so y- the volume. <laughs> 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 I, 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 someday I'll figure it out. I like it. All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, thanks for being here, man. Yeah. And, thank you. Uh, thanks for listening to. We are going to be all right. All right. Um, tune in uh, next next week. I'm not sure who my guest is. I've got a few people who want to be guests, uh, but this is not. You're not tuning in this week because I'm actually recording this, and then you'll be listening. So, Dan, thanks a lot for coming. Thank you. And uh, peace and love.